I think we're good. Hello, Troy. Hello, Brad. How are you today? I'm wonderful. We're here with you guys, Life and Grace Podcast. I'm Brad Holman. Troy Nicholson with Life and Grace Podcast. Thanks for uh, watching, if you're watching yeah. appreciate it, or listening. Yeah, we've uh, we kind of skipped a week here. We had uh, we had to deal with the holiday of the Fourth of July, so we've been uh, kind of yeah. late, lack of days ago in these podcasts. So uh, we're going to get back on track here. But uh, how was your fourth? Fourth was good. Um, I got a little sunburnt. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to say anything, but did you put sunscreen no, I, on your head? I had a hat. I had put sunscreen on my head. I didn't get sunburnt on my head. I got sunburnt right at the top of my shoulders. Had that sh- cut off, cut off sleeve shirt, and right there, yeah. right on this one and this one. I'm not peeling yet. But it's, huh. it's been a hadn't been a week yet. I usually peel about oh, seven days after. I think that weird. might be a prerequisite. You're weird. You're a weird peeler. <laughs> I think it might be a prerequisite though to Fourth of July. If gotta get burnt, somebody's got to get burnt. I would preferred it wasn't me, and I'm glad it. I've burnt my head before, and that's the most uncomfortable. It's hard to sleep. I've never burnt mine. Oh, my gosh. It's not comfortable. Don't do it. I don't recommend it. I have, honestly. <laughs> Your forehead. I take it back <laughs> because, you know, that. what's that called up here? The little cowlick or the little yeah, spot where all your, your you know, yeah, the middle? That thing. The middle of your head, the middle of the top had, of your head. I haven't. I don't They're, have one of those. What are you well, talking about? But, wait, I bet you used to. <laughs> you probably you used to. Your crown big, of your head. Is it a crown? Is that it? The crown? I don't know. The pontile. Pontile on a marble. An, an old marble is a pontile. That's where they twist the glass and it leaves a little nipple. Of course, this isn't a That's nipple. It. Was, yeah. You said it. I did. Ah, <laughs> he's got a bad word? Pontile. P-O-N-T-I-L. He's got a pontile, folks. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyways, I got a lot of pontiles. I got grandma's old marble collection. It's a, oh, yeah. It's that's the, right. You got the... Yeah. Brandy's oh. got a handful of a few things, but yeah. you've got the assortment. Yeah, I, they had a lot of the antique marbles and postcards from the you know early 1900s, 19 probably 1900 to 1920-ish. Some of the marbles cool. are later, but uh, pretty interesting stuff. Some of them are from Germany, handmade marbles, and and uh, some of them are swirls, and you know there's just a plethora. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe it if you knew the 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 difference between marbles. There's a lot of different kinds, but. And then here in the United States, they made a lot of what they call acro agates with Peltier mm. and uh, companies like that. That um, yeah, they just mass produced marbles, but they were different quality than they yeah. are now. Not the good hand quality stuff. Handmade yeah. quality is always better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those, you know, we missed that on your uh, toys. You yeah, I didn't get well. a lot. I didn't play with those when I was. You a didn't. Kid. Pl- oh no, because they're collectors. They weren't toys. They we were... played with marbles when I was a kid. Well, I did too, but not those marbles. You're what you're saying. The exactly, fancy ones. because they're they're very collectible, obviously, but valuable. Yeah. yeah, so we don't play with them; we just look at them. But, but, but nevertheless, back to the Fourth of July. Yes, um, you uh, you and I shared we, the same experience. We were there, yeah. the same place, at a friend's house with yeah, a, who's, with a uh, bunch of people. Yeah, as a matter of fact, this particular friend we hope to get on here at some point in time. Yeah, and uh, that'd be that'd be a lot be of fun. Good. I don't know that he'd fit in here. Well, we have to get a bigger gonna, space gonna, for sure. A wider screen. I'm gonna have to push the yeah. push the uh, camera back a little bit. Yeah, he's not. Be, he's, he's not. He's not ginormous or anything, but he's a big fella. And big. and anyways, he was gracious enough to have it at his house for the Fourth of July. Yeah, and nice boating little, and swimming. Got and, a nice little lake that we get to play mm-hmm. on. Yeah, I got to tow the girls around and kids around on the jet ski and the tube. Got yeah, to do that. 
I had a little canoe out there. So me and Stephanie, oh, yeah. me and Stephanie went back to our high school days from North High, where we, yeah. you know, canoed in PE class at North High. Yeah, see, that's the, cool. The river was right behind the school, so we didn't have all that. Yeah, we were maze. we weren't cool. we didn't have a lot of other stuff. We just yeah, happened yeah, to be true. next to a river. Yeah, I saw two of the two of the grandkids in there with her. Uh, Pax and Ryder got to canoe a little bit. Yeah, she had all the boys in there. Yeah. Any girls? Pretty. Was there any girls in there or were they all boys? I think it was just the boys. I don't remember. She's a girl. She's well, she's a girl. Or a woman. Might be considered a woman. She's I think my uh ten year old granddaughter's taller than she is, so <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, we're about the same height. She's a small version she's of a, a woman. She's a small woman. She's 5'3", my wife. She's little. Yeah. But she packs a big punch. So I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do they say? Good things come in small packages. Yeah, there you go. You're you're trying to make up all kinds of... Look at of, you. Yeah. yeah. Being all kinds of sweet things on yeah. here. Look, honey, I talk nice about yeah. you all the time. Absolutely. It's good. Well, yeah, we had... We had good fireworks. I mean, Nate always goes big, and a lot of people brought fireworks as well to to uh, finish it off. So we had a good finale. You know, I saw uh, as we were good. sitting out there, you can mm-hmm. see oh, all you the way can around, see us. pretty much all the way around us, and yeah. and it was it was like World War Three. I mean, it, uh, for us being in this, this situation financially as a country that we're in, uh, people sure didn't spare any <laughs> they, expense they on love, fireworks. We we love blowing stuff up, evidently, as so. a country. Yeah, and luck. I mean, it wasn't another country we were blowing up, at least. But man, they blew up a lot of fireworks. There was a lot. It was, and it, it went on for like three solid hours. Yeah, extensive. I think we could see the town of Mays from Nate. Mays was and, uh, pretty Mays good. Mays isn't a major metropolitan town by any stretch of the imagination, no. but was it about was, a one by one mile? Yeah, as big as the town. Yeah, it's not huge. Town's not even really technically that but it big, was but lit it is up, and it was nonstop. It was impressive. Yeah, and the uh, addition just to the north and Nate, there's several people, another little uh, skiing lake that they have, water skiing lake. They mm-hmm. were shooting quite a bit off, too. Yeah, like I said, Across it was the trees. pretty much. There was a was couple a of major shows near us, Yeah, and then you could see the circumference. And, and we had actually really good fireworks, too. Uh, Nate, uh, Nate, Nate always well. invests in some fireworks. Yeah. He's very gracious uh, like that. and, and uh, Yeah, I think Jeremiah and Stacy brought several, too. I saw Jeremiah back his truck up and... Right. He unloaded some stuff. So well, and the good thing is this year we didn't have any like near misses. We didn't, like, usually in the past there's yeah. some there's some you know something Accidental. comes flying at the crowd or <laughs> yeah you know, so you got get all the kids are wearing safety glasses now. <laughs> no, but but Fire it is not the, bathing suits. It's a safe environment from the standpoint of it's all sand it's and all the sand. Bo- you know a big body of water. Nothing's going to catch on fire. Right. It's it's safe from that regard, but. You know, we've had a couple of human errors. That yeah. Well, we had a fireman there. Jeremiah is a full-time firefighter, so yeah, is a he was an official. He was off duty, but he could have helped us if needed. Well, be. and most right. of those people also have common sense. Most of them. Yeah. There's several. I know I could. I don't. The concern is always the <laughs> alcohol intake, right? It's like you know, who's up there lighting those fireworks? Uh, and how much have they had to drink today? Is yeah. It? Well, it's that's kind of nice though. We had a lot of ten-year-old, uh, twelve-year-olds running around lighting them with supervision yeah so they weren't drunk well that was fun and then i i got to go out on my fishing boat with my yeah. pregnant daughter who's you know 28 years old so the, mm-hmm. the the times that we get to spend are a little yeah. few and far Just between so we got to go out on the boat one-on-one. she got to kind of rehash some old memories by throwing nice. a couple of uh lines in the water she caught a couple fish so we got some pictures of nice. her 
um, posing with the fish. So uh, yeah, that was a good that was a good opportunity. And and I think yeah. I think the food was uh, the pizza and pizza was good. And, uh, we we took a bunch of stuff and didn't even need yep. to hardly tap into it. So it was a good time. There's more stuff than we needed. We were gluttony, is what it was. Yeah, no, it's always a good time out there, and he he makes sure of it. He likes everybody hanging out. And we had a good time. We had some friends of ours um, that had never been out there, and they went on and on and talked about how much fun it was and ready to get an invite to come back. <laughs> uh, well, good. Well, it looked like everybody had a good time. And yeah, I, uh, Now, Stephanie lost her shoes. Oh, there was a lot of shoes lost and hats and shorts. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well, what was funny, though, is, is Troy's daughter, Haley. Yeah. Wore a pair of Birkenstock sandals. Yeah. And Stephanie, at the end of the night, which was probably 10-ish, probably. 10, it wasn't late, 10, super late, but yeah. she couldn't find her shoes. So we're walking around all over the beach, and <laughs> she has no shoes. So everywhere we went, of course, she's stepping on stickers and has to <laughs> walk through the rocks and everything like that. And we found this other pair of sandals that was a pair of Birkenstocks. Well, she had this fluffy pair of sandals, and yeah, they just disappeared. Yeah. So anyways, long story short, Haley accidentally wore Stephanie's sandals home because she's got a pair just like them. Just like them. And the Birkenstocks at Nate's are, are yeah. Haley's. So, uh, a mess. It was, it was a good, it was good. And Derek brought them, Derek Haley's yeah. husband brought them by yesterday. Yeah. And, and I spoke with him for quite a while, too. It was a yeah. good conversation. Yeah, they were fishing. They went back up to Nate's because of uh, Nate's brother Luke coaches my grandson's baseball team. So they were going up there yesterday and 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 fishing having a baseball party little team building party team building party so they were doing some fishing i got some pictures of packs holding up some decent little bass oh yeah he was having fun yeah it's easy to catch fish over there i don't know if you're going to get walter do you know who walter is (sighs) sounds like a big fish (laughs) walter is a big fish the movie (laughs) on golden pond yes um that's a long time ago but i remember it yeah, he was after Walter. Heck yeah. Ended up crashing yeah. the boat. Those are those was a good movie. That was a long time ago. Was yeah. That, like nineteen eighty when that movie came out. Well nineteen eighty. Yeah, I know. Whew. About that. Well, um it anyways. Yeah. So, it was a good it was a good fourth of July. We had a good fourth of July. We took an extra day off. Um because we had a four day weekend, the wife and I did, and you more or less did too. You didn't do lessons Monday, so no, uh, I didn't do a Monday or had, Tuesday. But you had Saturday, so you had a three-day weekend. Yeah, just Saturday morning. That's, you know, <laughs> it's kind of a half day. So, yeah, but, it did but get, you know, I haven't haven't really gotten away from those lessons in a while. So yeah. it was. It was nice to have a few days to kind of decompress. and It's good to have uh, some time off from your day-to-day when you don't have to really worry about stuff that you tend to worry too much about when you can just kick back, especially like, at a place like Nate's where you can just, you know what, you grab a, a floaty of whatever your choosing is and just get out in the water and let the, you know, the waves take you and just let all of your weight and all your stuff yeah, just, just release releases from you. Really uh, for comfy. some reason, when you said that, I picked you, I picked you on a big pink flamingo <laughs> floaty or something. If he had one, I'd ride yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's a it's a relaxing environment, and yeah. it kind of makes you feel like you're just uh, like out out away from the city too. Yeah, you, you know, can't so see anything. It's a lot of trees. A lot of trees, so That's you feel helpful. like you're in the country a little bit, and yeah, you could do all those things and, good. in the privacy of the seclusion of the property. So yeah, we're lucky. Nate lets us come out there. Good friend. He is a good friend, and um, hopefully we'll get him on here 
soon. We're going to start, like we said, doing some uh, podcasts, bringing some people on who have just uh, some good stories, uh, just not necessarily heroes or anything like that, but life life stories that yeah. um, that are interesting and kind of a neat thing about that, you know, as we get to do that in the future yeah. is going to be just the fact that you just kind of for a little bit get a walk in someone else's shoes and hear you know, hear the struggles and things that they deal with. And, and, you know, I think, I think when people in a weird way, I don't know if it's a good way or a bad way, but in a weird way, when people hear about other people's struggles, you know, when, yeah. when they realize like not everybody's life is peachy keen because you're over here struggling, everybody's dealing with stuff that it, it somehow makes it a little, a little less painful, you know? Yeah. I heard exactly that. And as I've said on here, and I've told you before, I listen to a lot of Jordan Peterson stuff and he's a psychologist, psychiatrist. I don't think he's like, whatever he is really, really smart guy. You know, whatever. You a like professor. Him. I like him. I like his point of view on a lot of things. I probably don't agree with him a hundred percent, but a lot of the stuff I, I do like, but he brought up a, a, you know, a thought he was talking about as you're driving, let's say you're driving down the road and you, you know, in your, you know, 15 year old vehicle that's kind of falling apart and you're not feeling too good about, you know, where you're at and you, know, you might be struggling. Uh, cause there's a lot of us out there that, you know, are struggling or maybe we're not making the money we want to make or whatever the issue is. And you see some guy flying past you in like a convertible Porsche and you're like, Oh, just, if I could just be that guy, yeah. you know, look at this guy flying by me. And, and Jordan was, was basically talking about this, and he goes, the one thing that you probably don't know about the guy that just flew by you in this Porsche is that he's just looking for the next concrete pillar to run this sucker into. Right. You know, you don't know what these other people are dealing with. No matter how much money they make, it's kind of, you know, going along with what you're saying. You don't know this other person's struggle. We all have struggles. Some of them are just, I mean, maybe a little bit they seem smaller or they might seem bigger disruptive maybe just, yeah so mm. you can't just well he may look at that big house he's got he's got it made yeah. not necessarily he might be working paycheck to paycheck too and he's out outpaced himself and he really can't pay for what he's got so does he really have it better right well i guess i guess it's the, right? it also depends on what your definition of better is yeah you know we were talking about that um most recently and as as we were talking about, you know, everyone's interpretation of of what they're striving for, their purpose. Mm -hmm. We've had a we've yeah, had a purpose. message here about purpose, but yeah. you know, we're talking about like what is your path to your purpose? Yeah, and and it goes along with that. And it happened the other day because I was mowing. Yeah, and I I told Troy <laughs> this story, but I was out mowing my. Uh, uh, we have a kind of a you know a little makeshift baseball field that teams will come and rent and practice on, and it's not the best in the world, but it, it suffices. And I, I'm the grounds crew guy and I was out mowing, I was mowing the, uh, outfield and, and I was coming around and I, I, you know, it wasn't super high. So I couldn't really, like, I couldn't really tell where I had been or when I was mowing. And so I was like thinking about, well, I've lost my path. I've lost my way, you know? And I, so I kind of, for a while, I was just like, well, I'll just hold my line here and and see what happens you know and i and or sometimes i would look way up there and and i'd try to kind of find out where the path was and gradually you know meet up with that down the down the, the stretch a little bit so it just it just brought on so many thoughts and meanings about like how that pertains to life and and mm -hmm. the path that you're on 
And when you're on that path that you think is right, sometimes you realize it's not right. And, you know, sometimes, and you know, what was funny is I was coming back the other way. I could see the path perfectly. So sometimes the path is clear, you know, and sometimes it's not so clear. And I, it was just the way the sun was shining on the yeah. grass as it bent over. But nevertheless, it was, it was just a really cool time. And, and, you know, of course you, you're sitting there on the mower, so why not spend time just <laughs> contemplating, can... but, but think about the path, you know, and what, what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it means a lot. I mean, there's so many, you know, biblically the path that we should be on, you know, is, is following Christ. That's our path. We should, he should be the, you know, our light and our the finish line, the finish right? line. Yeah. We should be focused and we should just be moving that direction. And, and doing doing what we can uh, to better ourselves and and become better people to be more like Christ, but at the same time, as you're doing that, as you're focusing, you're trying to stay focused on that path. But so much going on in the world, you're just like, okay, I'm focused, and the next thing you know, boom, something just hits you, and you're like, what? Well, I'm I mean, I'm I'm doing my best to stay right. here, and you're trying to be focused, and then that all of a sudden, jumped off the freaking cliff and yeah, just ripped you off just your knocks feet. you, knocks you for a loop, and then you kind of lose focus, and you're like, okay, where? Kind of like what you were saying, you know? Hey, I I really can't see where I should be going. Interesting. And then you've just got to stop and go. Wait a minute, hang on, put on the brakes. Don't just floor it. You know, just stop for a second and and reflect. Where? Hey, where have you been? Where you're at? Hey, you're better than where you've been. You're you're sitting right here. Okay. Just turn, you know, just turn your head a little bit. Get that focus back. Do you know, get back in the word a little bit. I mean, if you want to get even a little bit different than just straight on a path that you're walking on. But we're we're moving in life on this path and that's where it ultimately we should be uh on a path moving towards, right? You bet. Yeah, I think um, you know, if you're not on a path then you're just stagnant, right? Yeah. You need to be on a path. It might be the path to the wrong place versus the right place, but most of us are on some kind some of path. Kind of, yeah. And it's just like you need to kind of figure out, like, what is your path? And and what is it that you're you're seeking in the end, you know? Yeah. And, and if, if all you do is wake up and go to work and, you know, do those mundane daily ritual things, which are fine, you got to do those yeah. too. But also you got you got to have some kind of ambition to push forward to better yourself to try to become something you know and yeah. and so our path as Christians yep. obviously is is the pursuit of um, Christ and and not not only pursuit of him but to, to strive to kind of try to be like him which is yeah, an unattainable it's an unattainable goal right but in the Ultimately. end in the end having that personal relationship with Christ is is according to Christianity, the ticket into heaven. Apart from Christ, you cannot stand before a holy God and gain entrance into the kingdom of Correct. heaven because he will see your sin if you don't have a relationship with Christ. So that's the differing circumstance with Christianity versus other religions. And 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 again, we're not here telling anybody what to believe. We're just telling you what we, what believe. we believe. So um, I came across this verse in, in terms of path. I remembered it from a long time ago, but I, I you know, uh, Dave said it today in mm -hmm. church, mm -hmm. and it's it's Isaiah thirty twenty one, and it says, "Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it.'" And so, you know, you were sitting there talking a minute ago, and it just it just this verse again yeah. just kind of slammed me in the face because. You know, I'm thinking about 
you know, the path. And, and, you know, you were talking about realizing, you know, I'm on the wrong path or maybe I'm on the right path. Nobody really knows. But the bottom line is that's essentially saying, if you will trust Christ, if you'll trust Jesus Christ as your personal savior, that if, if you're walking in a certain direction, Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, yeah, and your relationship with him has clarity, which means you're constantly, you know, uh, pursuing that relationship. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have discernment, and you're going to be able to hear that still small voice that guides you down, back down the right path when you stray from the path. And I just thought that's such a cool depiction. And, and the coolest thing about it is that you or I. Yeah. don't even really have to know what the right path is if we have this type of faith because Christ <clears throat> is going to steer us the right way. Right. Yeah, that's the crazy What I like, you know, I heard somebody, you brought up that still um, quiet voice. Small voice. Small quiet voice, voice, quiet voice. I heard a, heard a gentleman, a pastor, talking about that. Um, you know, when you're asking for a sign, when you're asking to hear from God, people are you know, screaming out when they really are in trouble. Uh, and maybe they're just praying loud in their heads or whatever it is. And you're just, you're, you're wanting God to come to you. But when God comes to us, he usually is in that small little voice. Oh yeah. And it was interesting. And I may have heard it before, but when I, when he, when he said this, it was like, I never heard it before. So I don't know. It doesn't matter. Why? is the voice of God when we hear it, if you were to hear it, usually a whisper. Oh, I think I, I might have some insight, but yeah. I think it would be in my opinion more than anything. But I think yeah. it goes back to what we were talking about in regards to God wanting us to choose him. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in every, in every regard as we, as we um, became Christians, it's not because Christ jumped out and forced it on us. Right. You know, it's because at some point in time in my life, I started asking a lot of questions. And, yeah, and it came to a place where, you know, I I chose I chose God, and I think you know I think that is exactly what God wants. Uh, that's why He didn't show up in this, you know, all big white Grandioso. robe, all powerful, and just dominate people. He came yeah. as a, like a humble servant. Yeah. So when it comes to, you know, when it comes to that voice, I think it's the same thing. I think, I think you can only hear that voice when you're connected. It's, yeah. I've heard someone describe it as like, you know, maybe the old televisions with the antenna, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, when you dial in that antenna, you, you hear the station clearly. And when you don't, obviously it's staticky. So as you bolster your relationship with Christ, you know, you get in the word and you pray and, and you, fellowship and you worship and you do those things that mm-hmm. are are beneficial to i mean it's like me and you i mean we yeah. have friends we sit we, you know, what kind of friends would we be if we never hung out or talked or yeah or what have you so i think that that's what god wants he wants our time he wants mm-hmm. we talked about time remember how precious it is and and you know to give somebody your time is is this huge is unbelievably huge <laughs> and 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 that's what i think that's what god wants from us is our time and and uh, when you give him time, I think you also are more astute to hearing like what he has to say. Yeah, I think so too. And that's you know more or less what this guy was was reminding everybody. It's usually you know God God wants us to hear from him. I mean, it's usually really not an audible 
I guess, voice, most people say. I, I believe I've heard a couple times, and it kind of scared me because I knew it wasn't me talking in my own head because I was like, ooh, wow. That, that felt, that felt fun, you know, weird. I just felt something tell me to, you know, to do this, you know, don't do this, whatever, whatever it was at the time. But it's a more, usually they say it's a whisper or that small voice mainly because God is so close. If you have that wow. relationship, God is with you. And when somebody is right there with you, they don't have to yell. They don't have to speak. They have well. your attention. And it's a whisper. Hey, I just want you to know I'm here. Mm. Lean on me. I've got your back. And how much more secure are that, you when you're whispering? Could you imagine like yeah, you have children? Exactly. You know, Call so me. when you were when you were putting your children to bed or you were trying to make them comfortable because they were upset and crying or whatever. Yeah. Think about the voice you use. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. I never even thought about it. That's a great perspective. And uh, you know, with that I I I, I think like that. As, as we're talking about this, you know, reverting back to the whole, the whole yeah. idea of what path, path you're is. on, you know? Yeah. And if you think about, like, the conversation we're sitting here having, yeah. you know, the one thing that I think you, de- you would develop as a Christian is your path is very clear. I mean, you know, right. you know where you need to go and what path you need to be on. I don't yeah. think there's a gray area there. It's pretty, it's pretty cut and dried. <clears throat> and, you know, I also think you also realize like, you know, like I got a path back here in my yard, you know, yeah. it was like, if you go off that path, pretty good chance you get poison <laughs> ivy, say, some poison ivy or, good. yeah, or you get like something scratched up yeah. by limbs. It's, it's pretty woolly. So, yeah. So, you know, I think, I think that's kind of a good depiction also from a path where you're going down and all of a sudden you mm-hmm. get kind of ornery. I want to go over here and I'm hunting yeah. for morel mushrooms, Just, you know, yeah. so I'm going to go into the thicket and all of a sudden, um, you know, you, you get stuck or poked in the eye or, or poison ivy and, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you realize, okay, I probably ought to get back on the path. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> with that though, I mean, we also understand, and I don't know that non-Christians believe the same thing that we do but and if you're a true christian i think you understand if you're on this path just because you're a christian just because you said you believe in jesus just because you said you believe in god just because you're baptized whatever it may be your path is not always smooth you're you you got those bumps you've got those little potholes uh that you may trip and fall in uh, along the way, but it's also just remembering when you, when you get yourself back up to get your eye focused again, because we all fall in those, you know, lion's dens, if you will, the traps sometimes that, that the world throws at you and you get down in there. And if you just focus on where you're at, you know, I think Daniel, when he was thrown into the lions, wasn't just focused. He wasn't focused on the lions. No, he's he focused on Christ. He focused himself on Christ and, and relied heavily on Christ getting him out of that situation. So when we fall down, if you're really fully in there, you understand that that's what we need to be. Um, it may stink. I mean, I could imagine falling in a lion's den with one lion, let alone a multitude of lions. My focus would probably be a little off. Uh, but and, and so that's how what we have hard to worry would it about. be to not be scared? Oh, you know, be really difficult, especially yeah, if you're not in the word every day. I mean, our our lions throughout the day are 
you know, sometimes it's social media. Sometimes it's getting mad on Kellogg because somebody won't. Are you prepared for it? Yeah. Are you prepared for what? Maybe somebody drives away and leaves you at home. Somebody might leave you at home. How mad are you going to get? Yeah. Might get too mad. It's a lion. You never know. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, I just had another cool (laughs) thought about paths because I thought about, okay, sometimes you go down a path. Yeah. And I'm going to the grocery store. So I'm going to take this path. You know, maybe you look oh, at your yes. GPS, maybe you look at your Google Maps or whatever. Yeah. You know exactly where your destination yeah, multiple is. Multiple ways to get there. Yeah, multiple ways to get there, but yeah. the destination is the goal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then I started to think about, well, do all paths have a destination? <clears throat> and I started thinking about, well, have you been hiking? You know, so you're going yes. down the trailhead or whatever, and yeah. you don't really know what's ahead of you or where it's going. You really don't have a destination per se. You're just checking stuff out. So you're just like walking aimlessly through life, going, "Whoa, look how cool that is over yeah, there!" Yeah, this over is there. awesome. Right? Yeah, it's but the journey at, at the end of it, you know, you yeah. you don't really know what it was that you were trying to accomplish, other than seeing new things and ex- well, new exp- having new experiences, but. Just another interesting perspective. This path thing keeps just stimulating my my. Well, thought. I think it goes along with what you're saying. As we're as we're on our path with Christ, as we are on our way, right on our journeys, way, we should be way on our way in our path. We should be looking to others as well to uh, bring along on that journey. So as you're traveling aimlessly, looking around, or as you're going. You know, we should be, hey, how are you? How are you? Hey, come check out this path. This is pretty cool. You should get on it with me. Yeah. Or, you know, get here beside me or follow me, whatever it may be. But I think that's part of it, too. Kind of goes along with as you're going, you're checking out the scenery. There's some good things to, to grab a hold of. And there's obviously some things you want to avoid. Don't get too close to the cliff when you're. Right. And a lot, of pa- a lot of paths have many options. Yeah. You know, forks, forks. in the road, the proverbial fork in the road. Which way do I go? Yeah. Which, you know, that those those in those situations require discernment yeah. or direction. You know, a lot of times there's signs pointing you whichever way you're supposed mm-hmm. to need, you know, are supposed to go. Or maybe there's a, a smell or, a, you know, something you <laughs> see or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you have to decide which path you're going to go on. Right. And, you know, those paths might lead to, to like, drastically different destinations. So I think, you know, it's important to think to try to see ahead, you know, try to see, try to see down the path. Because if you're just, if you're not, if you're just like walking aimlessly along, there's going to be hazards along the path always that are going to surprise you. And if you try to get ahead of it a little bit, you know, try to get down there, um, you know, maybe you might avoid a few of those, uh, a few of those heartaches. Yeah. I mean, to go along with that, we're teaching Elizabeth, our 14 year old, how to drive. And, it is scary. She she was not happy. Mom mom and I told her, out of the four kids that we have, you are the worst driver. <laughs> and that's a tough one. She had two older sisters that didn't like the brake. They oh. just turned the corner. Um, just gas. Go. Oh, I can and see that. She she's a little more tentative. She is that. But you know, as she's driving, she has a she's trying to stay focused on something and I haven't figured out yet what it is. Um, if it's what I'm supposed to be doing, what I think I'm supposed to be doing, I don't, she gets a little lost. Um, and then her tendency is 
not to pay, you know, attention f- to what could be coming from the left if she's turning right or or left doesn't matter. She she has a tendency not to look both ways, and it's a little scary uh-huh. when you're yeah. in the passenger seat with her. But well, wouldn't that be scary too if you're if, if me and you were going down the highway? Yeah. Or no, we're going down the path. Going down the path. I'm giving you a piggyback ride. Yeah, because your leg's broken. Okay, and I'm saving your life. You're and good we're guy. going down the path, and I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing. Yeah, and you're you're. I'm responsible for your safety. I yep. mean, what would you do? You slap me on the back of the head, wouldn't you? And say, well, I would hey. grab a hold of your ears and steer you. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a little, yeah. No, okay, yeah. yeah. We it's, probably wouldn't make it very far. We wouldn't we'd make have it to far. have a we'd destination laugh. that wasn't very you, far away. No, and you wouldn't be able to carry me that far. That's I mean, you're a good sized guy, but so am I. Right. Yeah, but, you'd be yeah, tired. It is. Let's just die right here. Let's just stop. <laughs> let's, let's stop and use our yeah. phone, call let's somebody for help. Find a splint. Yeah, so I mean the the there's so many on those paths, the directions that you want to take in life, whether it's your path in in your in your job, your direction you want to go. Uh, we just got to realize that um, the destination may not be what you think it is. You know, it's is it really fulfilling? So as we're going again, is is to be central around something we really need something to keep us focused something to centered however you want to say it and i really think that we found i've found speak for you as well that it helps to be self christ-centered not self-centered that's where i was trying to go because if you're self-centered in this world uh it usually leads you down the wrong path um and you usually go at a pretty quick pace And, and next thing you know you're you're going down this path and you're going full, full throttle down the hill and you're just going to crash. Mm. So, well, you know, even not yeah, mean to cut you off, but like even in, in a Christian uh-huh. walk yeah. here on earth, we're not real sure of our destination either. This is where we're right. just trusting Christ to give us that, that direction. Yeah. You know, the only thing I'm sure of those where our, our, our path is going to lead us to in eternity after yeah. this, after this life. And you know, that is, that is a neat, the neatest part of Christianity is that, you know, it, you, you know, that if that's the, that's the end game, that whatever happens here on your way there yeah. is really not that big of a deal. As long as the, the ultimate goal is reached, which is, you know, yep. that relationship. So it's, it's just what we, we talked about last week where people get all yep. mad at God. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, because things don't happen right. And the way they wanted them. Right, because they, there's usually we get self-centered mm-hmm. when we're doing that because you think you know better than God, and you know God, I I've been praying for this. Yeah, why haven't you given it to me? I said I want this. I need this to happen, but our problem is we don't understand that God may not want that to happen because He knows what'll happen if you get it. Right, you know, you get all the money. You know what? You have no money right now. How far in debt are you? You right. can't handle the money you don't have now. How in the world are you going to be able to handle if I give you a million dollars? Do you think all of a sudden you're going to become financially responsible and figure figure this out? My chance would be <laughs> would be nil. You know, I think yeah. I think that's obviously God limits you for the same reasons, you know, yeah. and and gives so I, th- I think sometimes though he 
you know, it depends on how loud you bark at him. It's like a little boy who's constantly, Danny, want this, I yeah. want this, I want this, yeah. I want this, I want this. Sometimes yeah. he might just give it to you because he knows you want it really bad. And let you fall. And let you. Yeah, yeah. let you. I, you know, I think that is probably the case. Um, I know I've seen countless parents give in to oh. a, an insistent child like that. You mm-hmm. know? And I've seen other parents that went, you know, hush, <laughs> backhand. hush, go over there. I got a lot of backhands. Yeah, but um, and nevertheless, it's, it's just a, such an interesting thought about, like, I think, you know, if, if you have a path, too, the, another neat thing about it is you generally need to be going forward. You yeah. don't walk down too many paths, you know, the wrong way. You know yeah. you know where you're going and... and uh, you know, I think a lot of people get caught up living in the past and, and yeah. dwelling on things that, that have happened to them and dwelling on things that they've done wrong. And, mm-hmm. and that's another neat thing about Christianity is that when you make that decision and Jesus Christ becomes the purpose of your life, the yeah. path that you've already walked is erased. Yeah. Just rip it's, off the rearview mirror, throw gone. it away. Yeah, it's it's been it's been forgiven and taken you know, and and that is just a cool thing. I, I mean, and not only that, I mean, now you're walking down the path with Yeah. With someone. Yes. You know, you're no longer by yourself. Somebody that wants good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a great point. Yeah. It's like inevitably the path is going to be the right thing for yeah. the big picture. It may may not look like sometimes in the moment, but for the big picture, it's going to be the right path if you're connected to Christ. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if you really want to be successful in life, you really want to be successful in anything that you do, it usually does doesn't go from zero to a hundred, as the hundred being the you know the top. Usually, what you have to do is you you start. And you got to build, you got to build up, you know, it's the Maybe same thing as being a believer. Once you, you know, you say, okay, I want to give it, you know, give myself over to Christ. Um, you don't become a perfect person no. overnight. Basically what it is is, you know, you're okay. All I'm trying to do is be better today than I was yesterday. Oh, that's a Take good those little baby it. steps, you know, and I'm not looking in the, in necessarily in the review mirror, but I'm a better person today than I was yesterday. And if your goal and your path is to be a better person tomorrow than you are today. I think I think we're going to make it. Usually, that's just stepping forward, like you were saying earlier. You know, you've, that's how you've got to do it. And to worry about where you've been takes you away from that. You, your focus is not becoming better because you're too worried about how bad you used to be. And if you're just thinking negative all the time. It's hard to be positive. So it's just like lifting weights. You don't start lifting. You go from the bar to bench pressing 400 pounds. You just put a little bit of weight, and you you do your reps every day. And then every day you do some more reps. And then next thing you know, you can put a little more weight on the bar. Mm-hmm. And then you just start pushing. Um, so, I mean, in that path, it's, it, it's a long path. But if it's definitely the destination, as you said, is is worth it. Yeah, I, I mean, if yeah, if you believe, if you believe that, that the destination our is destin- eternity, eternity, you know, I I think eternity is inevitable. Whether you go to heaven or you go to hell, you're going to one or the other. And I hate to be so callous, but I think that's just the way it is. And I I think um, 
you know, most of the issues we all battle here on earth, we blame it on this or we blame it on that. And I think it could really all be under the umbrella of good versus evil. Yes. You know, I, I think that every, everything we deal with and look at and see is, is, is enveloped in that, in that book called the Bible, you know, and there's there's a lot of clarity in there. And, um, you know, for me, the, the most, the most impressive thing as a believer since, so I became a Christian in 1993, and like you said, it's mm-hmm. it's definitely been a process. It wasn't right. any kind of a a miraculous healing, so quite a long time, you know. And and um, so as I've as I look back on it, I I see progress. I always wish it could be better progress, yeah. but if I look back at the the dear younger me, yeah, um, I think I I, I realize like that that along the path. God has been directing me all along, you know, and, and some pretty drastic hairpin turns mm, <laughs> in there, you yeah. know, but sometimes that's necessary. Like you said, you don't know what, if that path would have continued straight ahead, you know, what, what would have, what would have been there? Yeah. And you may have thought that's the way you wanted to go mm-hmm. otherwise, right? Right. It's shorter. Well, and but and and when you turn Let's the corner, when bridge. you yeah, when you turn that hairpin corner, yeah, you're thinking, wait a minute, I was going north, which is where my destination is, and yeah. you want me to take this turn and go south? Yeah, and the answer is abs- yeah, absolutely. I want you to go south for a little while so we can avoid whatever's in the way, river, mountain, wild, you know, yeah. what have you, and uh, I'm going to take you around this way, which is safer, but might be a little longer. Yeah might be a little longer and it might not be as drastic of a, of a growth as you want. But, but I think, you know, inevitably that's the, that's where the faith part comes in and, and you realize like God pretty much knows what he's doing. I mean, he, he made all this stuff. So at some point in time, you kind of got to go like, Hey, all right, I, yeah. I believe he knows what he's done. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just go down the path. And, yeah. and it, it's kind of interesting because, it's a lot easier that way. Yeah. I mean, I think you can also, a lot of times, you know, if you, once you get, get to that detour and you get through that detour a little bit, and if you were stopping to reflect and you're like, wow, you know, I learned, I learned a lot. I gained a lot from that little detour that I had. Cause you know, maybe I wasn't ready for what I thought I was. And then I had to take this little detour in my life and, uh, it prepared me uh, a little bit more emotionally. Uh, a lot of times for me, it's it's usually emotional because I'm fairly emotional. Um, You're a crybaby. I am a crybaby. I get mad real easy. I'm a Nicholson. Yeah. So if my mom's listening, she'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah you're Nicholson. You're going to punch a hole in something. Uh, and I tend to fly off that way, uh, which is wanting to you know, I feel it yeah. in my body. So, you know, sometimes if you detour around something, it's because you need a little more time. Uh, you need to slow down just a second because you're not emotionally prepared. Maybe you weren't physically prepared for whatever that challenge was. And like I said, usually it's emotional. So that extra time gives me the ability to just to, to calm myself and go, okay, you know, let me let me rethink what I you know what I was thinking. Uh, let me stop and and focus where I should be. I know I shouldn't be mad like this. Let me let me calm down. So those kind of things when they're thrown in your, you don't like it and it might get you off, but man, it's probably a good thing. most of the time after you reflect on it and you're like, Oh wow. I didn't even realize that I was getting that way. I'm glad to, 
yeah. I didn't keep going. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and it's kind of like a yield sign, you know. It's a whoa. Yeah. Caution. Caution. You know, that's another thing too. Is along the path, there's there's little things that yeah. kind of warn you of of maybe maybe something you shouldn't be doing or like we talked about getting off the path or or yeah there's so many there's so many things that can deter your path but i i just think more than anything this i thought about the the path and as i started thinking about it i related it to my own world when i was out there mowing and i thought you know what how many people are in the world who don't have a path you know or maybe they haven't mm -hmm. been Maybe they just haven't been introduced to a to a path, uh, you know. Maybe they need somebody else to show them the right way to get to a certain path, and and you know that's uh, that's okay too, you know. I, I ever been lost? Yeah, yeah I have, and I, I was going to say there's been many a times I felt like I was just wandering in my life. I didn't have any direction, so lost. Yeah. You know, I was going to, I was going to tell a quick story. Me, myself and my, my oldest brother, Brent. Yeah. So my dad was working for Alice Chalmers. I was probably in second or third grade and we lived in Kansas city, Missouri and, mm. and he lost his job and we had to relocate to the Denver, Colorado area. Mm -hmm. Of course, I don't know anybody in Denver, Colorado, and I don't know why we, to this day, I don't know why we <laughs> picked Denver, but we did. And Your dad had history in Denver. He, I think he did. <laughs> I think there was a little dad history in Denver, which might be another podcast. Yeah, exactly. Which we, yeah, we definitely absolutely. need to cover all that stuff, yeah, too. This. Yeah, it's a good story. It's, yeah, if you're Jerry Springer. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, Maury Povey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Anyway. Yeah, well, where, where were we? You're moving to Denver. Yeah, so we moved to Denver, and I went to school, and the teacher, Mrs. Pruitt. You know what's funny is I had yeah. a lot of teachers in my days, my childhoods, and yeah. this this mean woman <laughs> is the only one I remember her name, uh, Mrs. Pruitt. I don't remember my kindergarten, first grade. I don't yeah. remember it, but this lady was like wicked she was like a just typical mean old teacher slap your knuckles with the ruler and stuff yeah that so anyways i had a bad first day of school and so me and brent were mm -hmm. riding the same bus and and we moved into this high-end trailer park that we lived in <laughs> and so we got on the bus not real sure of where it's taking us and we were hoping it was taking us to our trailer park and it actually took us to the trailer park next door to our trailer mm. park and we got off the bus and realized, like, we don't know where we are. Yeah. And, and you're in second grade, did you say? I was, I think I was in the third grade. Third, so and third Brent and was probably grade. in the, well, no, second and third. Second and third. I was okay. in second, he was in third. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not That's, very old. Yeah. And we are in a trailer park in a new city we've never been in. And we don't know, we don't have cell phones. Right. You know, no. it's not, yeah, we this were was 1970 off. something. Yeah. <laughs> we were. <laughs> We were dropped off in, in like the wrong place, and so we had to start like we had to start asking questions. We had to use critical thinking as little kids. Right? How old was I? So if I was in the, I was probably seven, eight, eight years old. Second grade, you're seven. Seven, eight years on old. Eight, Brent yeah. was eight. I yeah, mean, that's young. Yeah, seven, and eight, so eight, me and him, we ended up asking some local kids. You know, where mm -hmm. we just moved here, and we moved to this trailer park, and we gave them some you know, some visuals of what it looked like. We didn't really know the name of it and ended up, long story short, we had to climb over this huge <laughs> fence just to get into our trailer park from the trailer park we were in. 
and we made it home safely, thank God. But, but we were lost. That's scary. Uh, we had we had no path. We had no path. There wasn't an option. It's like we came yeah. across a boom, a cliff. Yeah. And the, the path ended, and we had, we didn't have any options, and so we had to rely on some other people. Yeah. You know, somebody had to help us, or we would have uh, we would have died right there. I think. <laughs> 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 you think that's true? Big Bear could ate you. I'm pretty, pretty sure. Yeah, the trailer was, park people would have well, got. Well, you were. Yeah, I won't say what I was thinking, but. Well, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's a that's a spooky. I remember. I think I was first, maybe second grade. I got the bright idea. Mace was uh, a lot smaller of an area, as far as schools go uh, back then in 1970 something. And there was only two school buildings. It was the Vermilion K through six, and then the high school, junior high, high school was one building. So seventh through twelfth was in another building. But supposed to get on the school bus to go home. And the elementary school from my house, what is that? Three miles, three and a half miles. I got it in my head that uh, I wasn't going to ride the bus. I didn't feel like riding the bus. I was going to walk home. Hmm. And. I, I got down, walked about a half a mile from the, uh, from the elementary school, got to uh, Mays Road, and then walked down to 53rd Street. And then I was heading the right direction, luckily. I was east on 53rd, just walking down the street. But you didn't have to go all the way to 53rd, did you? I didn't have to, but I didn't know that. Yeah. I was taking the, the path that the bus did. I, see. I did not know that it would have been a lot quicker <laughs> To go forty, to go forty fifth Street instead Straight of having to walk that basically uh, you probably, a full mile, but it was dang near three quarters of a mile north of where my house would be. How far is a city back? Block? You know, city I don't block remember a quarter mile. I don't, I don't know. Man, I don't know either. But that's what that is. I think is it. It's not? it's a pain to no. I don't remember all that. Anyways, you walked a long. I, way. I walked a long ways, but I didn't. And I walked, it took me a while, but that path I took, I was going down a pretty busy, 53rd Street was fairly busy. It was only two lanes there. And the school bus driver. And no sidewalk. No sidewalk. I'm walking in the sticker ditch. (laughs) Going home, carrying my books, and the darn school bus come pulling up, sees me there, and it was uh, happened to be my bus driver, and she stops and gets me in the darn bus and takes me home. But I don't know what got it in my head that I could do that on my own at six, seven years old. But for some reason, I just thought I could just go and do it, which has nothing to do with the path, but I was picking a path that I was not prepared for, I guess. Maybe that's what I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting at. I thought I was ready for it, and I wasn't ready for it. Have you ever I, been I wasn't skiing? prepared. I've been skiing. I mean, I'm not mogul guy. I'm not a mogul. I don't go down to Black Diamonds and craziness. So, so you choose your path, yeah. right? But some of them are a little tougher than others. Right. Um, I'll stay so, on the green. I'm good. Well, what's funny, is, and here's another Powder. weird weird uh, perspective, is like, okay, some people actually choose the hard choose path. Choose the hard path. They love it. Why? Adrenaline junkies. <laughs> I could sit there. Well, I mean, I like I like to, don't get me wrong, I like yeah, a little speed. A little and I, Oh, yeah. But I don't want to put my life in jeopardy. You know, I, I'm not looking to do any bungee jumping or, or you know, class five river rafting or parachuting. <laughs> or I'm fine being two feet on the. I don't even like going like past my knees in the ocean. Jaws scarred me. Yeah, that's 
So my worst nightmare is getting mauled by an animal <laughs> that, of any kind. Yeah. And recently good. happened kind of to me. Yes. With, with a dog. But true. We won't tell that story. But, no. um, but to, to, to my death, you know, just getting eaten, eaten. to death oh. by a different animal would just be horrific. Painful. That's Yeah, that's a pain I don't think I'd want. Not a path I want to go down. No, stay stay on the path uh, without wild animals. I mean, you, you've you had a close set. I mean, you've seen a bear fairly close. I think a, a friend of mine, uh, Brandon Etheridge, I think he was riding his bike, if I'm getting this story right. I think he was might have been in the northeast somewhere. I, I, I don't remember now where he was. A wooded area. I think he was riding his bicycle and a bear come popping out. I hate it when bears pop. Just boom, come popping out, not of his bicycle, but come popping out of the trees or something. And he had to, I think that's right. I don't think it was just the reel that I saw. I think it was Brandon was involved with a bear chasing him, kind of. Uh, but he had a, he was in a weird path. He was in a, a spooky path. So it goes along with it. Well, almost the bear doesn't eaten. have to stay on the path. As bear well. doesn't, bear was. If that path starts curving, he's taking shortcuts. He's taking so. shortcuts to find his meal, to find out what's going on. But. I think we've gotten off the path a little bit. No doubt. Some well, of my stuff, and that's but, okay. That's, and that's fine. That's typical. But as you were talking, you, you actually incited some more thought. And I was oh, thinking about, yeah, it is good. I was thinking about, I was thinking about this whole path thing again, based on just Christian, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just Christianity, you know. Mm-hmm. And we started talking about getting mauled by animals, you know, and yeah. and no one wants to die like that, right? Yeah. Well, I don't think Peter really wanted to die getting crucified upside down either. And I don't think, yeah. you know, I don't think Stephen wanted to lose his head. Uh, you know, I don't think any of these apostles that stood up for what they believed in necessarily wanted to die the way they, they died. And so, and I hate to go morbid on you, right? but I, yeah. think, I think that was a pretty incredible thought because, because like, our path again. I wanted to reiterate is not about what happens here on this earth. Yeah, ultimately, yes. ultimately, our path leads to a much, much better place called heaven, right? So, or, or hell, and, and well, or and hell, ultimately, I mean, yeah. it's it's the full resurrection and heaven, heaven on earth mm. as well for eternity. Uh, yeah, and so the the absolutely, and the point yeah. is, the point is like, um, you know. Just because you're a Christian, just mm-hmm. like you mentioned earlier, doesn't yep. mean that your life's going to be peachy keen because no. of your beliefs, and um, and 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 the same on the same token. Um, and I want to throw this out there because yep. the people that don't choose to believe, I think one of Satan's number one schemes is to give them the desire, you know, allow them to have the things that they want, that they think are important. Because as they have those things, Mm -hmm. you know, in Satan's opinion, I'm I'm, I'm guessing, I'm just assuming that that that's going to draw people away from God. But I think, I think ultimately it draws people to God because they start to realize that as they have the things that they desire or think they desire, that they're still not fulfilled. And ultimately, I think that's a place that everyone will come to is is where you realize, like, what mm. I'm doing is not fulfilling me. This is not the path I want because I, I'm not getting out of it what I what I had hoped. And, and, you know, 
and and that's okay. You know, it's it, I think it's okay to be lost on a path. I think it's mm-hmm. okay to accidentally take the wrong path. I think it's okay to choose to take the wrong path. I don't think, you know, no one no one really has has full understanding of of right and wrong and and good and yeah. evil, but the bottom line is like if you're on the wrong path, you got to choose a different path to get to where you want to go yeah. or or you know, if you if your path's a dead end or 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 maybe too treacherous or too dangerous or what have you, I mean, it's not rocket science. I mean, I understand some people are in hard hardship environments, but you have to choose to do something different. You can't continue to do the same thing and expect different results. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of people. I know, and I probably was one of them at, at one point. You know, you you start feeling sorry for yourself from from the cards that you were dealt, I guess, of one way to say it, you know, look at me, poor, poor, poor me, you know, I was four years old, my dad died, you know, oh my, you know, I could have just wallowed in that and expected everybody just to give me things and, and uh, just kept the rest of my life just, you know, hey, if you need to feel sorry for me, you know, I had it pretty rough growing up without a dad and, and this and that. So you get stuck in that and, you know, you don't I've kind of lost where I was going, which basically is, you know what? You have a decision to make. And that decision is to stand and stay right where you're at and cry about it. And I, I might be a little harsh saying that, but I'm, I'm talking about situations that I was in as well. You can stand there and complain or you can start moving mm. and, um, you know, hop on that bus and get out of the situation that you're in. Go to another area. You know, there's no jobs here. Okay, figure out how to get someplace that has a job. Or go keep looking. Hey, I need a better job. I know. I, you know what? You may have to work two jobs. Some people have to work two jobs because they're not able to find that one job that pays what it pays. But so what? You don't just sit there and complain. Your path's going to be a little bit harder. But look at what you can say that you have got yourself through. Mm-hmm. You know what? Once you get to the other side of that, and you can get to the other side of it, people, so many people have done it that are so much more successful than I am. And in many ways, not just financially, but they've gone through so much, so much heartache. You know, they were, they used drugs and they got out of that and they fought, fought that fight. They fought the devil. They fought people. Um, to get out of their situations and they've bettered themselves. And we can all do that. We don't all have the same path. We're not all standing in line just walking down this path. We all are individuals. It makes us so cool. And you rely on your strengths and I rely on mine and they're maybe a little bit different. And um, how do we get those strengths? Usually it's diversity that's gotten us that strength, you know, because you had to come through something that made you a little bit tougher. You know, I'm a little bit more emotional than, say, you are for whatever different reasons, because you grew up differently than I did. Um, I guarantee I probably would be a lot harder, probably, if my dad would would have, uh, you know, lived longer. He probably would have smacked it out of me. I don't know that, but maybe, you know, he was a pretty tough guy himself. So I'm just, I'm kind of rambling here, but I'm I've, hopefully I'm getting my point across that, um it's okay. We're on different paths. And sometimes your, your path is hard. I know I've said this before, but you know what? You just got to keep, if you're not moving forward, like you said earlier, you won't get anywhere. 
Mm. You're just going to stay in it, and it's going to stink. And I don't think you're talking about taking a rest. You're talking right. about just being stagnant. Just by being stagnant and, and like feeling sorry for yourself, and you're just you're on a treadmill, like kind of what you were saying earlier. You know, you go to work and you're you know I can't pay my bills, and I'm you're just spinning your wheels. Maybe you're just stuck. You feel like you're stuck in a in a mud hole, or whatever it is. You know what? Sometimes you just sh- get out of the car, shut the door, and start walking. Yeah, that's right. You know, and then you'll get the tow truck out, and you you'll get your car out, but you don't just sit there and cry about it. You gotta get up and you gotta move. Well, sometimes maybe to find the right path, you got to take the wrong path. I think God well, allows us to take the yeah. wrong path sometimes just because of realize, a lesson learned. And what yeah. you just said was a great point, which is like you're going to grow because of their struggles. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna improve who you are and what you stand for because of everything you experience. And I can tell you like those experiences that are like joyful, the ones that, the ones that where you you know you you know win money or or something something just okay. like monetary you know mm-hmm. they're not nearly as pleasing as like a finding out your daughter's pregnant or yeah. or you know having having some kind of a cool uh, experience with a with a friend or a mm-hmm. you know a family member that is memorable you know those types of things so you know again I think it just goes back to um, when you're when you're on the path you know what what are you what are you trying to accomplish down that down that path and and i think like the most valuable thing on my path mm-hmm. if i was almost to the end of my path which let's say that's death right and i knew it like eight ten days left in my life to live right you know the the things that i would value most along my path would be the people that I I cared about, you know, my mm-hmm. my fam, God first, obviously, my family and and my friends and the people that I've built relationships with, and those would be those would be the things that would would mean something at the mm-hmm. end of the path, and and so you know what good does it do to get to the end of your path, and you have umpteen dollars and yeah. you have all the precious jewels in the world because you're going to die like I'm going to die. And you, you know, what's your legacy? We talked about that too, but more than anything, like what did you gain from it in your last few moments on this earth? You know, did you realize whether it was important or unimportant to you? You know, Mm -hmm. it'd be interesting to hear different perspectives of people who were, who who have, have, have kind of been there, you know, old elderly people that have lived a full life and yeah what do they what do they worry about now what do they think about right what you're saying because they're probably not thinking about maybe we could do a podcast from a nursing home (laughs) yeah maybe you know there's some interesting uh elders out there i'm sure that that would that might enjoy that you know there's kind of still along those things about the path is something you go back into the bible and my memory and verse and all of that is never good but the story of Jonah right he had, he was on a path and he was actually told to be on a certain path by God right he he was told Jonah I need you to go to the town of starts with an n Nineveh, Nineveh. Nineveh or something like uh, that right and uh 
Jonah said, I don't, I don't want to do that. Well, I need you to go to this town and I need you to tell them that they're, they're doing wrong. And I'm going to just more like he's, he's going to wipe them out. And it's like, by the way, Nineveh was a gas. I, I don't know. I had something that... like that. It's in, you know, I don't think it's, yeah, it's not the movie. Um, what was that? It doesn't matter. Yeah, but it was it's along those lines. Starts with an N and sounds like Nineveh. Not Nazareth. Not Nazareth. But that town he was asked to go to. The end town. The end town. Uh, he was asked to go there to give them a message. And God was tired of their ways, you know. And it, from if you read the Bible, I think the town of like 120 some thousand people or whatever it was was kind of more or less where we're at today in a, in a lot of ways of some of the things that they were doing or they're going through and they've kind of lost their path as a whole. But Jonah was scared to do that. He didn't want to do it. I mean, this is just in a nutshell snippet of the story. Cause again, I'm not quoting Bible and verse. I'm giving you the, my version of the story for those the that you know it, I'm paraphrasing on it. So Noah basically ran away from God. He thought, and he's like, I'm out of here. I'm not doing that. He hops on a boat. He sets sail. Um, and the big storm comes, you know, on this new path that he chose for himself. And the storm comes, and it's unbelievable. The boat's about ready to capsize. Everybody's going, you know, back then they were like, if we have a storm like this, God is mad at somebody. Who on this boat made God mad? And they go around asking people, and Jonah was like, yeah, that was me. All right, we're going to have to throw you over. So he went from walking on the, on the dirt, they're running <laughs> to the water, big storm. The guys toss him off into the ocean. Storm passes. They survive. Jonah's drowning. God comes along, sends a big fish. A whale. Or a whale. Yeah. And so he went from walking on ground, stormy weather, drowning, now he's swallowed by a fish. He's in inside the belly, the belly of, a of a whale for about three days. While he's in there on his new path, again, he's like, he's, he's repenting. He's like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I will do what you ask. I am, don't, you know, I shouldn't have done what I've done. I will trust you and do what I'm supposed to. Just help me get back on the right path. Get me back on the path where you want me. Yeah. Whale comes, but, you know, Regurgitate regurgitates him. him back up to the beach. He immediately hightails it to where he was supposed to go on that path to begin with. And he gets to town, tells these people basically the story of what God wanted him to tell, probably the story of what he just experienced and how God brought him out of that. Whole town rep repents. I think God changes his mind, mm. if that's the way it works. And then he forgave the town more or less. So, I mean, that path, if he just would have done what he was right. supposed to do. We've had so many conversations about paths. If you think about it, like narrow is the path, which yeah, leads to light. Narrow gate, White is yeah. the, yeah, the gate. Um, also, uh, we talked about the soil right. along the That's path. path. You know, sometimes that path isn't very fertile. Mm -hmm. And of course, most paths aren't fertile. Most paths don't have stuff growing on them, right? So, right. I mean, that would be a pretty good indicator you're on the wrong path if you see a <laughs> bunch of stuff growing on it. Yeah. Well, maybe, depending on, you know, I guess, situations. Maybe you're looking for butterflies maybe and you don't you care. It's okay. It's Trying a really off. small path. Yeah. 
Well, the point is, is path, the, the word path, it really, really made me uh, think about a lot of stuff. And obviously it did you too. And, and uh, yeah. so I just, I just thought it would be a neat, a neat topic to just kind of bounce around. And, and uh, obviously, obviously it uh, incited some thought and uh, conversation and, and hopefully it, it does with the people that, that are listening. And I, you know, I hope, I hope we did. I mean, I'm certain that there's a lot you know, more interesting oh. perspective. Uh, yeah. In relation to Educated it. ideas. Um, you know, as far as ministry goes, that people could probably cite all kinds of stuff in the, in the Bible yeah, that, about that talks about it, but that's not who we are and we don't pretend to be right. I mean, you've got a lot of Bible verses. You pulled that one up today and that was a great one. Um, but the, the situation is, you know, we're walking this path and we're just, we're trying to take it, you know, day by day. Well, I think we are taking it day by day. Yeah. I think, you know, can you do it any other way? People try, I think. I, but... I think they do. They try to set themselves up for what they think is going to happen in the future. And yeah. sometimes it does and sometimes yeah. it doesn't. I but mean... the bottom line is we're really not in control of it. Right. I mean, you should have goals and aspirations and work yes. hard and try oh, yeah, to do absolutely. things, you know, that, that, you should plan some. Oh yeah, Absolutely. I think, and I think the monetary path is okay. I mean, if you have nice things and you have a car and you have the necessities that you know you need to get from point A to point yeah. B and be able to feed yourself and have shelter and yep, those, you know, are those good things, things are no one's going to fault you for those things, and no one's going to fault you for being filthy rich. I, I I just think that regardless of whether you're poor or whether you're rich monetarily, mm-hmm. you can all be on the same path I'm on. Yeah. And, and that's the cool thing about, about Christianity is it's a come one, come all thing. You know, it's not, it's not suited for, you know, any, yeah. any certain person. There's no, there's no right or wrong way to be as a human being. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's just kind of realizing that there's more to all this than, than just living and dying. It's, that's yeah. not a, that's not a, that's not a good path. If that's your, if that's the end of your path is death. And that's that's kind of uh, kind of mundane, sad. and that's not. I mean, I'm just going to walk hopeful. down a path. I'm going to go hiking. I'm going to walk down a path. I'm going to jump off this cliff at the end, and it's going to be it. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, I saw a um, somebody a quote. I don't know. I don't know. Quoted it. I think I've got it right. Uh, happiness is not getting everything you want. Happiness is being happy with everything you have. That's good. Contentment. I would call that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the just. Like Paul said, I've lived with little and I've lived with a lot, yeah. and I've learned to be content with both. Right, right. and and yeah. um, I think that that's just the bottom line: is mm-hmm. happiness can also, I think, it's fading. Could be joy. You know, mm-hmm. if you have joy, you have joy. I think a lot of times happiness can also be from an external circumstance, like like money or something yeah. like that. A promotion makes you happy. Yeah. Or I think even not getting the promotion, you can still have joy. Yes. You know, because you learn to put Christ in the center yep. of it. And when you don't get that promotion you think you should have had, then you should thank God, not curse him, because you don't know. It's likely that that would have led you somewhere the yeah, wrong be. path. The wrong path. <laughs> even though it seemed like the right one. Yeah. You never know. Well, I think we may have come to the end of this path. Maybe we did. I I, you know so. what I look forward to? What's that? A path of gold. Yeah. A path <laughs> of gold. Streets. Like Streets of gold. Streets of gold. All right. Well, 
thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to like it, share it, subscribe to YouTube. We're out there on the Spotify and Amazon Music and iTunes and iHeartRadio and a couple other ones that I forget the name of, but uh, we're hard to find. I'll, one of these days, share the links. Yes, absolutely. Troy, as usual. Yeah. I had fun. Me too. Thanks, Brad. You're welcome. Thank you. You guys have a good. Later. (laughs) He loved the bell.